0: Welcome to issue 65 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here we take a good look at that most critical piece of the game, The Encounter Sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I'm one of your hosts, Mike. Joining me tonight is Steve. Why, hello there. Hello, Steve. Good to have you with us. And Daniel.
1: Greetings and
0: good evening, sir. Good evening. And Mustafa can't be with us tonight, so Daniel, question for you. Yeah. What's on your mind? Well, you know, I'm glad
1: you asked because because Moose is not here. I thought I would I thought I would do something in his honor. Um, and this is this is pretty villainous, um, as you'll see when I get to part two. Um, I thought that I would read in its entirety um, Samuel Taylor Coleridge's The Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. So here it uh. goes. Part one. It is an ancient mariner, and he stoppeth one of three. By thy long gray beard and glittering eye, now wherefore stopp'st thou me? The bridegroom's doors are opened wide, and I am next of kin. The guests are met, the feast is set, mayst hear the... Man. Whose eye is bright, whose beard with age is whore is gone. And now the wedding guest turned from the bridegroom's door. He went like one that hath been stunned and is of sense forlorn. A sadder and a wiser man, he rose the morrow morn. Isn't that great? I mean, I, I, Oh, you're done? Oh, oh. oh. I know it took a while. And, and I, you know, first off, thanks, guys, for indulging me and allowing me to read that whole poem. I mean, it is 30-some
2: pages, so
1: that was oh, nice was, of you guys.
2: It was beautiful. The whole thing. Mm-hmm. Lovely.
1: Yeah, thanks. I'm a little yeah. parched right now, but yeah, thanks for, you know, thanks for giving me that opportunity, putting up with it.
2: Really all fun. right, let's start the show. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it was shorter <laughs> than all the <laughs>
1: <laughs> What are we
2: doing tonight, Steve? All right, so tonight is a special style hey, I'm episode. the host. I'm the host. Yeah, I me, mean, ask me. Oh. <laughs> 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 hey, Steve, what are we doing tonight? There we go. There we go. Tonight it's one of our special episodes. We haven't done one of these, but we did mention it in uh, episode 50. Mm. Um, we're going to try something different. We're going to do a, something we're calling Test Master's School for Gifted Villains. So Ooh. in these issues, we're going to take a look back at a specific scenario, talk about which so-called heroes the villain should be deathly afraid of, or which goody two-shoes doesn't stand a chance in thwarting the villainous goals of the scenario. Hmm. So, we're going to, we've chosen tonight to take a look back at Mutagen. And we're going to talk about some tactics and some heroes and, and, and gameplay on that scenario, uh, good pairings and bad pairings for the villain. And uh, yeah, that's what we're going to try to do. So, well, that sounds exciting. Awesome. Could be fun. Mike, we did Mutagen before. Can you tell us when that was? Ooh, I was on the show. So, it couldn't have been that long ago. That was issues 39 and 40. It was a two-parter. Yep. And you told us all about the Mutagen formula on that one. Yeah. So folks can go back and hear our in-depth talk about the cards and the set and the lore about what Mutagen is. So on this one, what we want to do is we're going to get into talk about some basic tactics that the villain is trying to do. And then we're going to talk about some heroes and some modular sets to play with this. Daniel, I know that recently we played this at the LCG Con, and it's still... A hard scenario, I think. So good. So why don't you tell us kind of like what Green Goblin's doing in this scenario and how we're trying to, you know, start us off.
1: Well, I think what first makes this a challenge is that Green Goblin in Mutagen does it all. Like, everything is covered. You know what I mean? Like, he, he himself is a pretty solid attacker. He often has bonus attacks. His attacks add to the main schemes threat he has a ton of side schemes matching the ton of side schemes is a thousand zillion minions some of them are no chumps um and the way the minions interact with the side schemes is really interesting so like you have to you have to get rid of those side schemes but then you are punished for it which is a a thing i really i love that mechanic when that happens yeah, I just think he does it all. He's powerful. He's got a lot of dudes that come with him. Um, his, his side schemes and main scheme require some intellect to deal with. Yeah, there's like no, no wasted moment for Green Goblin. What do you guys think?
0: Yeah, pretty much. I would add a couple things. One, that his hits can be rather swingy. Mm-hmm. That's his, his mania coming out. Sometimes it's really big. Sometimes it's not. And You always have to second guess what he's going to do. The other thing is the one the one area where he's a little shy, or rather that hasn't aged as well, is that his side schemes don't have quite as much starting threat on them as some later ones do. Although they are potent in their own right.
1: Right. And I think that might be because when you clear them, bad things happen to you. Right. So you're like actually incentivized to like, oh, I can get rid of this right away.
2: Um, you
1: know, get rid of that hazard or that acceleration token,
2: whatnot. Yeah, so like Mm -hmm. the that overrun side scheme, I find that to be a a pretty key card in that set. It it comes out with that double acceleration on it. Yeah, he's he's already adding threat when he damages you, right? You there's that Mm -hmm. keyword. Um, But then when you clear it, you have to discard cards from the encounter deck, and you might put out. You have to put out any minions to discard, and we know that mutagen is just loaded with minions, right? Right. So. Yeah, so they're teasing wow. you with that low threat, like, come on, take it out, so you can put yeah. more guys out.
1: And you're getting ready, you're discarding all those cards in the counter deck to speed up the acceleration tokens anyway.
2: Right, right.
1: So, yeah, I just, I mean, I really don't think that there's a weakness in his tactics in this set, which makes, makes him a really fun hero to play around with the modular sets, because his existing deck i think is really good and works beautifully with itself you know what i mean
2: yeah they suggest it comes you play with goblin gimmicks but you can shuffle in some other ones yeah. which we'll talk about in a minute sure. or so um, yeah. one of the other I'm, things i'm I, done with goblin gimmicks guys i'm done that's you had mentioned that and that's what, so we're yeah. going to talk about some other choices
1: good. instead Let's of do
2: goblin it. gimmicks don't um, need
1: pumpkin bombs anymore
2: no he has a pumpkin bomb still in his deck that he comes with by himself right what's um, an, what's the gimmick then the glider Forgive glider there's a glider in his deck as well geez so, oh so you know, gimmicks what? are just he's just doubling up on his trinkets yeah he doubles oh. down on those on those All things right. yeah well, then
1: you really don't need goblin gimmicks
2: yeah All yeah right. gimmicks doesn't have any more minions in it i think it's eight cards so it's a little bit of a thicker set
1: mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. one of the other things i i like about green goblin i think that gives him an edge is he has several cards in his deck that give him those bonus attacks. Yes. We, he was the first one, and the card is called I See You, yeah. where he would attack you even if you were in Alter ego form. And I just remember that card came out, and I was like, wait, wait, why, why can't he attack me in Alter ego? right? I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to be safe. Um, yeah. So you can't even always run back and slink back to, to Aunt May's house to heal up because he's still going to attack you. <laughs> yeah. And and he might be discarding pumpkin bombs at you, or he might be he might have hysteria attached to him. That thing is a I find is a really great. If he could keep that out on him all game, he yeah, is a powerhouse, yeah. right? Hysteria
0: is uh, is one additional boost card for his activation, and yeah. we already seen how swingy his boost cards can be. So again, it just it raises the bar. Is he going to do plus zero or plus yeah. six?
1: Right? I think yeah. I think overconfidence is a great treachery. Love that. Um, cuz it's very often going to surge.
0: Right. Is that basically um, assault? Is that the one that
1: Yeah. No, if you're an alter ego, it's it's an assault and a uh, advance depending oh, on what okay. you are. So if it's basically he's if you're an alter ego, he schemes, if you're a hero, he attacks you and if he does 3 damage or 3 thwart, it surges. <laughs> and so like
2: yeah. Yeah, and overconfidence doesn't have to deal damage to you. It just has to deal three damage. So mm-hmm. even if you block with a minion or whatever, it's gonna it, it can do its thing.
1: One other thing that makes mutagen an interesting scenario for me is that standard mode is challenging. Yep. Like
0: he's it's not it's not
1: weak sauce to play him level one and two. So
0: I've noticed um, a distinct difference one player versus four player around that count. Yeah. When he goes solo, he's not so bad. Four player, the combos can get ridiculous.
1: <laughs> yeah, he goes through his deck so fast.
0: Well, when you're dealing two encounter cards to each player, and the first person pulls out two pumpkin bombs, like, someone's getting hit for six damage
1: yeah.
0: by the time the, the villain phase is done.
1: Someone's getting hit, yeah. Hopefully it is one of your minions, or one of your little allies.
2: Yeah, and those... Uh, encounter cards for Goblin Two and Goblin Three is what like playing it an expert where you have to start with two additional encounter cards right off the bat. I think and then,
1: and then three when you flip them. Yeah,
2: right. It requires yeah. timing and thought. Can I handle it? You know, should I flip him now? You know, how much how much more punishment can I take if I wait because he's accelerating towards his goal?
1: Yeah, he's so good. It's good. Goblin Nation, another nice one.
0: Uh, every goblin enemy gets plus one attack.
1: And there's a lot of goblin enemies.
0: Boost effect, put it into play.
1: <laughs> yeah. You're going to see a lot of goblin nation.
0: There's only one copy of that, right? I think there's one copy of goblin nation, then two of overrun. That's the one with the double acceleration icon.
2: Yep, I think you're right. But even having just one goblin nation, I mean, there are. there's monster, there's goblin knight, there's five goblin thralls... Four goblin soldiers. I mean, it's just loaded with goblins. And Green Goblin yep. himself gets a boost from it. So
1: yep, yep. Yep. And you know, the goblin thralls is another boost effect that puts it into play. God, so much works with those minions. And do, do other does anyone else have two really dynamite unique
0: minions? Mm, I'm trying to remember. Their main set. Most like, of them have
2: one. Most have one, right? Rhino has shocker. And Sandman, but you said dynamite. So oh. <laughs> they don't, I don't right. believe they yeah. put themselves into play or they don't, def- they definitely don't have the neat effect where they just keep getting shuffled back in. So eventually you have to face them. So, right.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, we talked about all this at length in the previous episodes. We've done this before. Yeah. But
1: it's good, to, it's good to be reminded why he kicks butt.
0: Yep. Let's talk about right. Green Goblin in the modern 2021 modern age. Let's talk modular sets. So we're going to do a roundtable. We're going to go through three categories, easy, hard, and wildcard slash fun sets, and give our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Daniel, let's start with you. What do you think is uh, one of the easier, the easier modular well, sets we throw in this one?
1: This one, I'm going to be honest, I, I wasn't so certain. I didn't want to choose what you did, um, <laughs> though that was definitely where my mind and heart went immediately. Mm-hmm, me too. So then I went and recalled earlier conversations that we've had about modular sets and I actually chose Modok as an easy one specifically for the reasons we talked about in whatever episode that was where you know Modok himself isn't that much of a challenge so yeah I don't really have a ton more to say I would love for you guys to tell me how Modok actually would be terrible because he's really hard but like he's a minion who's not a goblin so he won't get any of those effects
0: he adds you know. hit points, but that's a pretty. Oh, I honestly, I have no idea.
2: <laughs> oh, the Dude. biomechanical upgrades—if they come out and they get attached to like monster or goblin knight, that could that could be tricky.
1: Right, right. No, and I think you know maybe you know maybe that puts him in wild cards uh, <laughs> land. I, I, I think you're right. I just you know I remember I just remember we were somewhat dismissive of this set. You know, it came in the core set as the hardest modular set, and it seemed not that tricky to play around.
0: I think what Steve was saying, how it can buff some of the bigger minions, is definitely a strength to MODOK. But on the other hand, it doesn't work with anything that Green Goblin is doing. Is doing,
1: right. That's the other thing I thought. Like, It's and, not that it runs counter to Green Goblin, it just doesn't augment him particularly well.
0: He does have Retaliate, does he not? He does, yes. So... He does soften you up, and I think that's important to note, since you don't want Green Goblin to hit you. So, anything that plays with your defense and how much damage you're taking... Uh, now I'm starting to second-guess myself.
1: Well, if isn't one good. of the ways to deal with Modok is just to ignore him?
2: Yeah, to I just suppose, take the yeah. damage from him. Yeah. Now his side scheme, which there's two of, do have acceleration icons on them. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know if Goblin needs more acceleration in the deck or not. Um, I think it would definitely be an interesting play to put that in your and see what happens.
1: Well, Mike, what's your easy?
0: Okay, well, I'll go over next because you started bringing it up, and it's cliche, (laughs) I know, and everyone's probably thinking it. It's Bomb Scare. But I didn't choose Bomb Scare just because it's the easiest one. I chose Bomb Scare because in this particular set, it's just not doing anything. Who cares if you confuse your hero? Because everything, all the side schemes have such low threat on them it almost mm-hmm. doesn't make a difference. Yep, yep. There's the one scheme that has a crisis icon, but we're talking one card that might come out at the wrong time. It's generally weak. I, I, this set does nothing
2: to boost that. Yeah, and the Hydro Bombers that come with it aren't goblins. Um, my one thought is the Hydro Bombers do possibly deal damage to you or put threat out. So that plays a little bit into, say, like, extra damage from pumpkin bombs or those bonus attacks coming at you. So it could soften you up a little bit too, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I I mean, they have really low health. They're easy to take out. Yeah. Yeah. So Steve, what did you pick? Yeah. What do you got, Steve? I picked something way out there. I, I think the galactic artifacts from the galaxy's most wanted box (laughs) actually might provide uh, a bit of an easier challenge here. It's a nine card set. So that, that thickens the deck up uh, quite a bit. There are no minions whatsoever in, in it, so you don't have anything else you have to attack. There are some crazy attachments in there, and there's some fun side schemes. But the side schemes all have victory points on them, and they all give you a bonus when you clear them. They give you some sort of benefit. So okay. if you can get a benefit, you can draw cards, ready right your hero, do different things like that. That's always that's always good. Now, a couple of the attachments are pretty pretty rough the the cloak of hercules and the blazer of the beyonder they're they're pretty tough same with the power one but because of the stats for the minions the cloak can end up on a minion the blazer could end up on a minion and the power one could end up on a minion pretty easily with all of the different minions that will be out in play so i think Mm -hmm. giving that that galactic artifacts a, a shake in this could actually make it a little bit easier
0: yeah, that's interesting. And just uh, for the sake of our listeners who haven't got their hands on Galaxy's Most Wanted yet, uh, these are attachments that uh, provide big boosts to the enemy. Like the the cloak gives a plus three attack, I believe. And to get rid of them costs three resources. One of them is three strength icons, or three strength, or three uh, energy yeah. icons. And that's the hard part because you have to have it. And most of those little resource cards don't give you that icon for the purpose of removing and right. cards.
2: Now, in this case, they should end up on a goblin that has three, three health or five health, so you can kill that right. guy off before the attachment, you know, gets used. Ho- hopefully. That's, that's the dream. That's the dream, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so if these are some ones we think might be easier, what are some of the harder ones? Uh, Mike, why don't you start us off? What's one of the sure. harder ones?
0: I also went with the Galaxy's Most Wanted theme and picked Green Militants. <laughs> <laughs> this in in contrast to Bomb Scare, this doubles down on all the strengths. He's got lots of minions. Here's a set with, what, six out of seven cards or minions? They're all huge. Six, seven hit points. They are they all have tons of boost icons, and they have that, if this is an attack, add two boost icons, or if this is a scheme, add two boost icons. So it just plays with that chaos even more.
2: Two boost icon. it's Add three boost icons Oh, it's add three. Yeah, it three. already starts
0: starts with one or two and then it's add three if this is an attacker. Oh uh, you know. yeah. Piercing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, and by the way, dear listener, there's no reason to ever play this set.
0: <laughs> the cream melan. <laughs>
1: ever. Or even play or even play the fifth scenario in Galaxy's Most Wanted.
0: Now, now now. We we like Ronin. We yes,
2: we love Ronin <laughs> here.
1: Even even as a villain, I think, wow, that's a bit much.
2: He's giving the other villains a bad name. Yeah. I don't, I don't... It's like suddenly
1: every villain's on the JV team.
0: He's got a hammer that can rewrite molecular structures with his thought alone. He's not powerful enough.
2: Okay. Right, let's keep talking mutagen here, right? <laughs> right, we're, we're playing mutagen. So mountains
1: <laughs> is a great, a great pick for not only making it harder, how about make it impossible? That's nice, Mike.
0: Nice. Hey, nice I, I think it'd be a good challenge for the people who are either creamy it on expert or (laughs) they want a bigger challenge on standard, but don't want that crazy start with two encounter cards for playing expert.
1: Or they play skirmish level one.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) What did you pick Daniel? Well,
1: okay. So I thought that I, I wanted to add to the big, the big unique minion. Thing that Goblin has, and I chose running interference because I love Tombstone. I think that guy is a brick wall in the middle of a lot of plans. (laughs) So, um, I I think he's great. Yeah, he's not a goblin, he won't get buffed by some of the other minion stuff in the set, but he's just so big that I think he goes right next to Monster and Goblin Knight just fine. And the rest of the cards in that set, of course, are delightful.
2: Yeah, if you can get media coverage that doubles a treachery and then any of Goblin's treacheries. Any of
1: Goblin's treacheries.
2: They're all awful.
1: Let's double I see you when you think you're safe at home. (laughs) (laughs) And you can't defend. You can't defend. defend. And it's just lights out. Yeah, I just think that it's a great set. I remember we gave it a pretty good grade. It's hard. It, It ups the challenge level and anyone you put it with, but I think it works for goblin. Players trying to deal with a goblin knight and monster, they that's hard.
2: Yeah, I like too that it comes in the Green Goblin pack. So new players that buy the goblin pack have mm. it ready to go.
1: Great point. I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. Great point.
2: How about you, Steve? I chose another one that comes with Goblin, a mess of things. Mm. So this is the one that has Scorpion in it. This deck is a lot thinner. I think it's only like five cards. So When you dig for goblins on goblins' abilities and stuff, you're going to hit cards quicker. You're going to, you know, get the acceleration token out faster. It also has an extra gang up in it, which means if you already have a couple goblins out and that extra gang up comes out, you're going to get attacked yet again by a whole bunch of minions. That's
1: villainous and nefarious.
2: Side Scheme has a hazard icon, so you're drawing even more goblins out or more of goblins' um, treacheries. And Scorpion has Quick Strike, which we love. He comes out, we love hits it. you, and stun. If you can get, it's it's going to stun you. And there's so many things that need to be attacked. Getting stunned uh, can really like slow down your tempo quite a bit because then there's just more things still alive. Good pick. Mm, that's a great, great pick. Good pick.
0: Okay, so let's let's move to the wild card. And Steve, this time we're going to talk. We're going to start with you. What's your your fun set
2: that you would throw in here? Okay, so this is interesting. We talked about this set in conjunction with another, um, but I think playing this by itself is very interesting with him. It's Experimental Weapons from Mm. Rise of Red Skull. It's more attachments to go on Goblin. So this just focuses on Goblin himself instead of all the minions. He already has Hysteria, the Glider, Pumpkin Bombs. Now you're giving him cards that make him discard cards if he attacks you and does damage you're giving him retaliate you're giving him uh, ranged and piercing and all of these things are more carbs that you have to try to remove from him so it can kind of get out of hand maybe and it's super super thin four cards so things like overrun and wicked ambitions are just going to hit you all the quicker great pick. yeah so yeah. i i think it it could it could be easier maybe or it could be harder so that's why I picked it for a wild card. Love it. How about you, Mike?
0: I went with, well, you know what I went with. I went with the T-Rex. Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to fight goblins in Central Park, you're going to bring the Temporal set with you. Uh, this doubles down on the minions, but they're different minions. Some with quick strike. Right. There's a dinosaur. It's a beat-em-up. <laughs> you want to go in, it's like, it's like playing an 80s arcade game. That's really I, all I have to say about it.
1: Mike, I feel I, like you're like, you know, when in doubt, if someone asks me a question, T-Rex.
0: Throw a yeah. dinosaur in it, yeah.
2: <laughs> I wish there was a card in the Mutagen set that you could then mutate the T Rex into a T Rex Goblinosaurus. That'd be cool.
1: <laughs> oh my God, that's so good.
2: Daniel, how about you?
1: I chose mine partly for some, you know, nostalgia and good memories with my friend uh, Mustafo. When we when we tried to take on Mutagen Expert for the first time, we thought we'd throw in the set with Electro power drain. So, two reasons I think that this is a great a great set. One, Goblin is already pitching a ton of cards off the encounter deck and Electro speeds that process. Much of his stuff is lose 3 cards or, you know, discard 3 cards from the encounter deck. Goes quickly through the deck. The other th- reason that I like it is because of that, I don't feel bad adding a second modular set. Like I don't feel like I've diluted the villains' deck, or cheapified it by making it so big that it doesn't accelerate very fast. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we would do that. We would we would put Electro in and something else, maybe the Goblin gimmicks, maybe whatever. But we we felt fine because it's not a huge modular set either. It's five cards, I think. Because that's something I like to do anyway: is have more than one modular set.
2: Yeah, that's a good one if you're going to do that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, and Electro himself is pretty cool. I like him.
2: Yeah, more um, and en- more indirect damage. So it's yep. gonna mess with you and your allies. Yeah, I mean the the fun thing about modular sets
1: with Goblin with Mutagen anyway is like anything is fine because he doesn't really need anything. Does that make sense? Like it does. He'll be he'll he'll <laughs> he'll kick your butt without it doesn't matter. Like and so I like I love that about it. That's why it's still I still think it's my favorite scenario. Even though we finally figured it out, Steve and I, I finally beat it. First time, and then second time ever at the uh, LCG con a couple weekends
2: ago. It's still a fun set. It still so holds fun. up. God, it does. Um, and when it first came out, it was easily the hardest oh, one. It was relentless. It's still a challenge. And new players getting into the game are still going to have difficulty with it. It's still probably harder than many of the Rise of Red Skull ones. I don't know if it's as much fun as Kang. I really like Kang. And then I think it loses a little bit, like it doesn't hold its own as well against Galaxy's Most Wanted's difficulty level. But the frustration level of playing Mutagen is a lot lower than some of the Collector and things like that, so.
1: Well, you die almost too fast to be frustrated in those. (laughs) It's only in retrospect where you're like, hey, that sucked.
2: Anyway. You haters. You haters. (laughs) (laughs) I like the boxer right up to Ronin, so. Uh, we'll just yeah. keep moving here with Mutagen. Okay.
0: So what's the next step we're, we're going to talk about here? Well, this is Taskmaster's School for Gifted Villains, is it not? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I think we need to educate these villains. What's going to be coming up against them? How to face them? What, should be, what you should be looking forward to? What you should be scared of? Yeah, what, or what, what you should be scared of. Dude, dude, don't okay. say that out loud. We, we...
1: <laughs> hey, Green Goblin. I'll tell you something you don't need to be scared of. And
2: it's not just
1: because I hate him and like to pile on him anyway.
2: All right, wait, Daniel, Daniel, wait. I bet our audience can guess who you're going to pick.
1: Mm, only if that one listener is a frequent listener. But I'll tell you what. How about I'll count to three, and then you and Mike, you say who you think it is. Ready? Yep. One, two, three. All, All right, right, man. Ed. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, first off, when you when you uh, gave us this idea, Steve, For, like, you know, a hero that's bad or whatever. I was so excited to be able to legitimately say bad things about Iron Man. I do not think that he is suited to go up against Goblin. And that is because...
0: For all the listeners, get get their pitchforks out. Tell them why. I
1: I will tell them why. I'll be very objective and truthy here. Okay. So, one is, we all know Iron Man himself takes a while to set up so he relies on his little friends to help him out while he like goes into his closet and finds his boots and his little gloves and his little suit and his helmet it takes him a while sometimes to, Pepper, to where are my thruster boots yeah right <laughs> so um and goblin with all those minions just goes too fast and, and so like if you're especially if you're playing an expert Iron yeah. Man starting the game with two encounter cards, which will really be three, which really means three, when he's like maybe wearing his boots, it's it's too much. And I think, you know, I mean, his usual MO is, well, I'll just be an alter ego until I got a hand size of four or whatever. All those minions are going to scheme too fast. They all scheme. And it's, yeah. it's. I think you're right. He just can't, he, he cannot keep up. He cannot put on his suit fast enough especially an expert um in a four player game iron man could probably be okay and hide a little bit and then do his thing where you know thanks for keeping me alive guys i'll be the hero now which is you know best reason to hate him but definitely in low player counts or solo no chance goblin is so excited to see him
2: yeah i think you're right because in if you're playing solo the first scheme only it tops out at seven threat per player seven at, right and you start with a goblin thrall in play so goblin is scheming like if you're playing expert i mean goblin schemes for two plus a boost the thrall schemes for one so that's three four, you're already at like five out of seven easy. You're done, you're, you're, yeah you're conceivably done there and you haven't even flipped over the three cards you've gotten yet
1: mm-hmm. right I, it's just it's nigh impossible i
2: would like to say with iron man but great challenge for those of you who like a challenge Green Goblin wants to go up against Tony Stark. The Green you
1: know. Goblin loves to see Iron Man. Now, who's someone he's kind of ambivalent about,
2: Mike? Oh, because uh, I went the
0: wishy-washy approach, right? That's right. You said yay and nay. I said yay and nay because I was talking about... <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Quicksilver lately, and I really broke him down into what the villain wants to see him paired with and what the villain doesn't. So mm. Quicksilver himself, we have to remind the listeners... Uh, he is a so-called hero with a one in all of his stats with this ability to ready himself every time he does uses one of his basic abilities. Uh, so he doesn't rely on events or allies so much as his own ability to tap and and do whatever he wants to do. So where I've landed, and I'm going to talk about this mainly from a solo perspective because I think multiplayer really changes the game. If he comes at you as protection, then you're in a really good spot. Yes, mm-hmm. it means goblin okay. won't do as much damage. He won't get as much threat on the scheme. But let's look at his minions. He's got the goblin thralls that are popping out all the time with three health. He's got the goblin soldiers with five health. Mm-hmm. How is Quicksilver killing them? Well, on his own, he is taking three actions. So that's two turns just to kill a thrall. Now, he's got these things in his deck to up his thwart, to up his de- defense, and to up his attack. If he gets the attack one out, which is a one off, then it's still taking his entire turn just to kill a goblin thrall. So he's very inefficient without extra boosts. And in a multiplayer environment, then you got to be scared because then people are giving him combat training and they're giving him heroic intuition. And now you've got a problem on your hands. But just protection, you can whittle him down because protection only goes so far and you've got so many ways of doing additional attacks, as we've talked about. He has low hit points. He's only starting with nine. So those pumpkin yep. bombs can really, really deal some damage. So, protection, yeah, protection is probably the one you want to see him come up against you with. Justice is probably the next one since your schemes don't do a whole heck of a lot. I, I think we already mentioned this, and that they don't have a whole, because side schemes don't have a whole lot of threat on them, anyways. So, who cares if he has three, thwart, uh, three thwart versus two? He's going to take it out really quickly.
1: I'm glad you said that, because that is a really interesting part about Goblin,
0: right? Yeah. Like, like we think
1: about, like, well, if you're playing solo, man, you really got to figure out thwarting. I mean, of course, that's true because of the main scheme. But in this one, it's,
2: I don't know. Yeah, Goblin wants you to thwart
0: for run. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he wants you to thwart, exactly. Yeah. The challenge isn't thwarting it, it's do you want to thwart? And once you've made that decision, well, it's easy. But again, if he's thwarting, then he's not boosting his attack stat, and that's where Goblin is gonna kill him.
1: Well what's the what is the most fearsome quicksilver build for, for Goblin?
0: I think the most fearsome quicksilver build is aggression, simply okay. because of what he throws at him. Although leadership is a very close second. What leadership <laughs> has going for it is the lovely ruling on you. Because if you throw <laughs> all of your if he's throwing all of his allies in the way, like meat shields like these so-called heroes tend to do, yep. then the goblin is not adding threat to the main scheme. And if you right. keep getting them on the table, they can do the attacking and thwarting for him. That said, why is Quicksilver doing that? I mean if if you're playing if these heroes are playing with leadership, I'm not sure Quicksilver is the go to hero to do that. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I should look at some of these decks out there, but it, it seems like there are more efficient ways to do that. Uh, but it's still effective. Still effective for those reasons. Aggression really hits home because you don't need to thwart as much as we've been saying. Mm -hmm. You do need to kill. And a combat training plus his innate, his own unique that ups his attack suddenly means he can one hit kill the goblin thralls. And he readies again, which means he has another action. So he can use his entire turn, just himself, to kill a goblin soldier. He can kill monster. And if without all the minions being able to gang up and whittle down his nine hit points, he's just going to eventually overcome you.
1: All true. All true. I think I think you, you spake truth,
0: sir. I posted a video. Did I not? I did. Oh, this was a couple didn't. of weeks ago. I was doing some research with this, and I pulled out an aggression Quicksilver deck against Green Goblin. And this should be shown in all the 101 classes in the Taskmaster School. For gifted villains, so they can see, they can see what they're going up against. This is like the first videos
2: they show you in paramedic school. The <laughs> that
0: scare out the weenies!
2: All right. I thought it was like when the substitute comes in and is like, "Well, we're going to watch a movie today, kids."
1: <laughs> now, Steve, every villain's got that that hero they look at. They bite their fingernails. Who is it?
2: I said it was that most lovable trash panda, Rocket Raccoon. Oh my! Uh, oh aggression my. specifically for several of the reasons that Mike mentioned. So I've been playing a lot of Rocket lately. Maybe a little cult in the new here for me, but so so Rocket's hero ability uh, murdered you gets a benefit, lets you draw cards if you kill something off with a little extra damage. You have to do extra damage in order to draw a card. Right. Well, there's lots of things out to shoot. So there's lots of things to kill. There's lots of card draw, and then Rocket has all these. Upgrades he gets to put up, which help him to kill off of these minions. And these minions have 3 health, 5 health, 6 health, and 7 health. So you kind of have to build up to those unique ones, but the lower ones are easy for Rocket to take out. He's got his Particle Cannon, which already does overkill. That's going to lead into his card draw. He has the Rocket Launcher, which is great. It does area effect damage, like 2 damage to the villain, and everything engaged with you. And you could end up with two, three goblins engaged with you. you just shoot them with a rocket launcher and, and kill them all off, draw a bunch of cards. It takes a little setup. You know, you got to kind of wound them yeah. first, maybe here or there. But he's got his pistols, so he can do all these extra attacks. So even if you get stunned from a monster, you can, you know, waste an attack off a pistol and you can still be going. Or you can, you know, use a base attack from rocket. So he has lots of damage that he can do to the enemies that are coming out.
1: Great pick and the battery pack that keeps fueling the stuff. Yeah, he's yep. great. Yeah.
2: Now, in aggression, what I like with him in aggression, there's a couple key cards I think into the fray, do six damage to a minion, and then remove threat for any extra damage that you've done. So that kind of helps offset Green Goblin's ability where he's been putting out threat for damaging you. So you mm-hmm. can remove threat by killing off his guys. Um, relentless Assault, Overkill. So you're, you're hitting a minion, you're hitting Goblin. And that's what you need to do. You need to keep hitting Goblin because he has a decent amount of health, Green Goblin does. Uh, yep. Chase them down, maybe. That's a little bit of threat removal. Um, because you are playing Aggression, you've got a lot of attack and maybe not as much removal.
1: Although Rocket himself is a darn fine thwarter.
2: He is. And he has always got a plan, which lets you remove even more threat. You could easily yep. remove five threat, maybe seven with that one card. Um, so you can like let the threat and the main scheme build up and then scoop it all off at once couple other really good cards, I think, with this Rocket Aggression is the Groot ally. So he has six health, and he heals when he defends. So you could attack with Groot once, maybe soften up a minion, and then you just use him to defend with the rest of the game against like the Thralls or the Soldiers, so he never dies. He takes one or two damage, he heals two. He takes one or two damage, he heals two. So he's constantly blocking for Rocket, because... Or you put some damage from a Pumpkin Bomb on Groot, and then he starts to defend and he heals up. So that's really important because Rocket, like Quicksilver, only has 9 health. So he is weak. That's his weakness. That's where Green Goblin has to exploit Rocket. And Rocket can counter that by putting out those new booster boots, which gives him a little extra defense because his defense is terrible. He's got to play with some allies. He's going to have to chump block. Uh, he might need some First Aids in there, but Endurance and Cybernetic Skeleton are just going to... You know, he can get six bonus, so he can go up to 15 health. That's, that's like Thor level there. And then, of course, uh, Scheidenfreude. So every time you deal damage to something, heal. Well, there's a lot of stuff to deal damage to. So he can, he can kind of... He can play it fast and loose, take, get down three, four health, then kill a bunch of stuff and heal up.
0: Something else I'll point out is I have watched Funky Monkey Monk. A rocket aggression deck with that new moment of triumph card mm-hmm. that lets you. Schadenfreude is now too inefficient. Yeah. After seeing that thing in action.
2: Yeah. And that, <laughs> that builds right into the, like, the end of the fray and the relentless assaults. Anytime you can do more than they have, do that overkill. It's neat that aggression has the overkill for damage, the overkill for threat, the overkill for health. Right. And then Rocket builds off all those by also drawing cards. And if you toss in a Hall of Heroes for him, you're killing minions. And then you flip. You draw a bunch of cards. You uh, tinker away something, draw some more cards, and you flip get right back into the fight. So Rocket um, should scare Green Goblin a little bit.
1: A lot of it.
2: Just
0: a reminder for our listeners, Moment of Triumph heals you for the amount of damage that you overkilled.
2: It doesn't technically have to be overkill damage, but extra damage, right? Extra damage, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys have any other heroes that you think are an interesting matchup against Green Goblin? Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, along the lines of Rocket, um, I spent a long time trying to make Thor work for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's the one I played when we beat Mutagen. Uh, You know, just the the minion control that he has and how he feeds off minions. Like it's like Goblin's greatest strength is playing into Thor's. And it, so it's a nice matchup. It doesn't make, I don't think it makes Thor like monstrously awful to Goblin, but it's, it's a counter to one of Goblin's chief tactics.
2: Yeah. When you can lightning strike everything. <laughs> yeah. Yep.
1: Yep. So I, I like that. And uh, it made Thor actually enjoyable to play. I felt There's plenty of times where I felt like, I played Thor in, like, the wrong scenario. It's like, oh, everything he did brings to the table doesn't matter in this one. But he really shines and shows his qualities against Mutagen.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. Mike, you talked a lot of different Quicksilvers, so why don't you t- I tell you one that I think is an interesting matchup here. Please. Uh, I think it's actually a bad matchup for the heroes. So it's a good matchup for Green Goblin which is kind of sad because it's Spider-Man.
1: Hmm.
2: Um, yeah, I think Spider-Man, without going into an aspect and just looking at Spider-Man himself, he, he doesn't have enough minion control. He has a couple big hits with swinging web kick, but they don't do overkill. So you could, you could waste eight damage on that guard thrall that's sitting out there, uh, which is a feel bad for the hero, which you know feels good for us um he's got the spider tracers to help with threat yes but like we said it's not the end of the world um backflip okay Uh, you know he can prevent some threat from going on and and skip the damage but like that his ally black cat doesn't help him any in this um web shooters are just more you know everybody's got some sort of resource acceleration i and the the stats on spider-man don't i don't know I, I don't like playing Spider-Man versus Mugin. I always feel overwhelmed. I don't feel like I can uh, handle the minions if I am playing as Spider-Man. So.
1: And and we've already said, you can't go duck away into Aunt May's house. No, you're going to get attacked still. You're still going to get attacked.
2: That's fun.
0: I didn't have another one. I was going to say Rocket, but you did. And you covered all the major points.
1: <laughs>
2: he likes minion-heavy quests. Yeah.
1: Well, that was fun, Steve, and I like the Taskmaster school.
2: Yeah, me too. It's a, it's a cool thing to do. So if you guys liked it, let us know. Uh, we'll do another one. And Daniel, if people want to let us know, how would they? Yeah, if you
1: want to, uh, you know, who, who do we forget? Who do we miss? Who um, Or maybe you just want to also say how awful Iron Man is. Please, you can reach us via email at criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. We are Critical Encounters on Facebook. You can find our YouTube channel by searching for Critical Encounters Podcast. And on Discord, we are Vardane, Big Foam Loaf, and Wandering Took. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Green Goblin, take us out.
2: i Spider-Man. You are my family, whether you like it or not. And in the good old Osborne tradition, I'm inviting you to a reunion!